All right, welcome to an episode of Become a Calm Mama. I'm your host, Darlene. I'm actually looking forward to sharing this podcast episode with you because I am celebrating my 10-year anniversary as a parenting coach. This May marks 10 years, and so I'm kind of go through like my backstory a little bit and share with you sort of my journey as a parent and then also as a coach and what I have learned over the last 10 years. And so I think you're going to love this episode a lot. But before we get into it, I want to remind you that summer is coming, okay? For some of you, that's really soon, but we are headed into summer break. And that means a lot more kid time, right? A lot more boredom, a lot more sibling fighting. I promise I'm going to talk about siblings soon, next week, actually. We have bedtime battles, like all the things that come up when you're with your kids a lot, you have it kind of extra, right, in the summer. So I want you to avoid burnout this summer. I want you to go back to school, send your kids back to school at the end of the summer feeling like, hey, that was actually fun instead of like completely burned out. That's why I'm inviting you to sign up for my Plan Your Summer workshop. And this workshop, it's going to be May 31st, June 1st, and June 2nd. It's going to be three days of live teaching. I've created this really incredible toolkit that has everything you need to create a summer plan, have all your routines ready to go and what to do when things come up with your kids. And so if you are really wanting to create a summer plan with your kids to create a summer that you actually enjoy, then you're going to want to sign up for this workshop. So you can get details and you can register at calmamacoaching.com backslash summer dash plan. So calmamacoaching.com summer dash plan, and you can register for the workshop. I promise it's going to be worth all your time and energy because it's going to be so great. You're going to learn so much. Okay, let's get into the episode. 10 years ago this May, I taught my first parenting class, like 10 years ago. As I've been thinking about this milestone, I've spent a lot of time this week, like reading old journals and thinking about the beginning and like what brought me to the work in the first place, like why I decided to teach parenting classes, why I decided to learn more about parenting for myself. And I've been reflecting on all of that. And it's been really kind of fun to go back to those journals and really see where I was as a mom when my kids were really little and the struggles that I was going through, then honoring and recognizing how far I've come as a mom. That's been really like brought me a lot of joy to just really honor myself and this journey that I have taken myself through to show up as the calm mama that I am today and what it took to get here. And I've also been reflecting on what I've learned as a coach and like recognizing how far I've come from that first parenting class. This episode, it's going to be really super valuable to you if you are either A, like really curious about my journey. Okay. It's like who doesn't love a good backstory, right? So if you've ever been curious, like where'd she even like learn all this or whatever? I'm going to get into that today. The other reason that this episode is going to be really valuable for you is if you are deep in your parenting struggles right now, and if you are wondering, am I the only one who feels this way? Am I the only one who's showing up like this as a mom? Am I the only one who's like thinking these negative thoughts? I'm going to let you know that you aren't the only one and that you aren't alone. 
this episode, I hope it gives you a lot of hope that it won't always be like this. So if you're struggling right now, I want you to know that there's a pathway out. I found it and I am going to share, I've been sharing in this podcast and in my programs, how to shift out of those parenting struggles. My origin story, I did do an episode on this early in the podcast, but like my origin story is this. When Lincoln was four, I was really, really struggling because he was really aggressive and he had like massive meltdowns and he would hit me and he would hit his brother and he got in trouble at school and he had separation anxiety. He literally, I'm not exaggerating, he cried for over an hour almost every day for like a year. And I didn't handle his behavior well. I tried to be calm, but I found myself like yelling and I was frightening myself and my kids. But I really was like, whoa, I had no idea I was this like raging inside and just self-doubt and struggle and confusion. I was just in such a bad place. I'm going to read some of the passages from my journals from around this time and share with you some of the things that I wrote about being a mom. But before I read them, I want to let you know that you might hear these words that I'm going to share with you, some of my journal entries, and you might have thoughts, okay? You might see yourself in my words as I share some of my struggles. You might be like, yeah, that is me right now. And you may feel really helpless and discouraged. You might think that since I've overcome and no longer feel or think those things anymore, that I'm some sort of special unicorn and that I'm only on the other side of these hard parenting moments because I'm smarter or more dedicated or something. I want you to know that you and I are alike. I am not some special unicorn mom that is like super zen. No, I have just spent a lot of time reflecting on what triggers me with my kids' behavior, what I make their behavior mean and understanding that their behavior is driven by their emotion and that they need help communicating and coping with that emotion. I kind of cracked the code on all of that, like how to get myself calm and how to practice those connection tools and how to be the leader in my family with limits. But that doesn't mean I don't still struggle. That doesn't mean I don't still feel upset. I just kind of know how to get myself out of it. What I have learned is what I teach, and it's possible for everybody. If you love your kids and you want to show up for your kids with kindness and compassion and confidence and deep inner calm, you and I are the same. You can do it too. It's the desire in you that will help you become the mom you want to be. I'm going to share with you something that I wrote around 2008. I wrote, I want to do the hard work of consistent discipline with a spirit of tenderness and generosity. The task of molding our boys into gracious, kind, and generous human beings who are confident and empathetic at all times is my goal. Boys who can put their immediate needs aside to serve others. Boys who know how to care for themselves without infringing on the needs of others. I'm sure you can relate with these goals. You want the same thing. You want to show up as a mom with tenderness and generosity. And you also want to mold your children to be gracious, kind, generous, confident, empathetic, take care of themselves without infringing on the needs of others. Around that same time that I wrote my goals for my parenting, 
I also wrote, I want my presence in my children's lives to bring them joy and peace. I desire that my love helps them when they are in the midst of a difficult moment. That means I have to love them with unconditional love. And that seems impossible. My love, it lacks a pureness and true unconditionality. I wrote, well, that's not true. My love doesn't change by the circumstances, but the way I communicate my love to my kids or don't communicate it, it does change. I need help not being so worked up when things get tense. I want peace and serenity. I want a clarity to know how to calm the boys while I remain calm. During that time, I wrote quite a bit about being afraid of the future and worrying that my kid wasn't going to be okay. In one entry, I wrote, I am afraid of the future. I feel depleted. I don't know how to get us there. We need a miracle. I'm so afraid of the future right now, paralyzed and fearful. I'm unable to enjoy the good moments because I'm always waiting for the crisis, the meltdown or the temper tantrum. It's like I can't relax. In one entry, I wrote, honestly, I dread him waking up or picking him up from school because I don't know which Lincoln I'm going to get. His mood swings are so severe. His anger is so strong. I find it exhausting and frustrating. This is where I was at as a mom, afraid, overwhelmed, confused, so afraid, so exhausted. It's really funny because in a couple episodes, I'm going to interview Lincoln because he's turning 18 and I want to do like an episode about becoming an adult. And he's just so not this person anymore at all. It's almost like cute to me to think about him. I remember how overwhelming it was with his behavior when he was in these mood swings and his anger and being his like really, really big meltdowns. The good news is that the days weren't always all that bad. In the middle of the summer, I wrote, I had a wonderful day with Lincoln. I wrote, I woke up feeling like he and I were just stuck. And despite his best behavior, I was still constantly frustrated with him. And I was worried that I would be stuck in my negative attitude and low expectations. And then we had a million dollar day. There haven't been one of those in so long. I forgot about my happy, fun-loving and easygoing boy. No, I didn't forget. I just felt sad that he wasn't around, but I have hope that he is still in there. Can you hear the struggle and the longing in these entries? The thing is, I felt so much shame about all of this. And my shame, it kept me from sharing my struggles and it kept me from getting help. I was really in a bad place and I wasn't sure how to get out of it, but I don't want to talk about it. And that happens a lot in parenting, especially motherhood. It's hard to have a place to talk about that. And that's why in my programs, I encourage us to be really honest with each other, really honest with me about what you're struggling with. Now, the good news for you is that you don't have to stay stuck just like I didn't have to stay stuck. Because there was this moment in early 2009 and I finally felt safe enough to talk openly about my anger and my fear with my best friend. She kindly suggested to me that maybe I needed to get some help. After I shared with her what was going on, I went to my first parenting workshop. I hadn't really been to one. That parenting workshop was like the gateway to all things parenting for me. It was right around that time that I discovered nonviolent parenting and approaching your children's behavior through the lens of compassion instead of criticism. And I learned all about the brain and the stress response. And I devoured these books, like how to talk so your kids will listen and listen so your kids will talk. I read Parenting from the Inside Out by Dan Siegel over and over and over. I read Beyond Consequences 
by Heather Forbes and Unconditional Parenting by Alfie Cohn. I just absorbed all the parenting. Besides nonviolent parenting, I learned a bunch of other parenting theories. I learned about simplicity parenting and hand-in-hand parenting and love and logic. And I got trained in these programs and I started teaching these classes because I was like, oh my gosh, there's a different way to be a parent. And I could learn so much and grow and become the mom that I really wanted to be. It was in May of 2012, three years after my parenting deep dive, three years after I finally was like, I need some help. I wrote this in my journal. You guys, I love this. I wrote, nothing is perfect, but there is peace and love in our home. I am a different person because of all I've gone through with Lincoln and learned in the process. I have come through the trenches and have a great foundation. And now I teach parenting classes with an exclamation point at the end. That's how I still feel today. I'm like in awe of all that I've created. I've created this peaceful home. I have this really great relationship with my kids. And along the way, I received so much healing and growth as a person. I'm not the same person I was. I'm not the same person I was who was struggling with all of the frustration and overwhelm. I have healed. And because I have healed, I am able to show up as the mom I want to be. And then I'm able to teach my kids how to use the tools of connection to move through their emotions. The best part about all of it is that now I have the privilege of sharing what I've learned with all of you. It's like the privilege of my life to take this struggle, this hard thing that I went through as a mom, you know, the deep doubt and shame and fear and anger that was inside of me and heal from it and then help other people with it. In March of 2012, I wrote, I want to become an expert in four types of parenting styles and then combine them. Guess what? That's what I've done. In 2015, after doing extensive training in nonviolent parenting and the other parenting models, I developed the model that would eventually become the Calm Mama process of calm, connect, limit set, correct. And it's the parenting model that I teach in all of my parenting classes and my parenting programs. And it is the model I use today as a mom whenever I am in a tricky parenting moment. It's through all of my research and my growth and my healing that I know how to calm myself when I'm overwhelmed, how to connect with my kids and help them manage their big emotions, how to be the leader and set limits in my family, and how to follow through with correction without using pain or punishment or shame. This parenting model. It came because of my own struggle, and it's what I am now able to teach all of you. I've been thinking about all that I've learned, and I realized that over the last decade, I have privately coached over 200 women, 200 moms, and several dads. I have taught over 500 hours of group classes to more than 1,000 parents. That's just like group programs, like free trainings or my group program, 500 hours I've spent teaching parenting. I've written four parenting handbooks, 700 emails, thousands of social media posts, and I've given away 20 different free parenting toolkits, like the one I'm doing for the summer. I have had so much fun helping parents. And I have learned a lot about parenting and kids and mothers and families and the experience of motherhood 
And I have done my best to create like very simple concepts and tools and scripts to help moms and dads create more peace and connection in their families. So they don't have to resort to anger and threats and lectures and fear. So I thought it would be fun to give you my top 10 favorite observations about parenting that I've gathered over the past 10 years. So I'm going to kind of just list these. These are all things that I say all the time in my program. I say them on the podcast. And I just wanted to have a place where you could hear all my top 10 thoughts about parenting in one place. So if you love this and you want to like stop and write these all down, that's a great idea. Or we'll post the list in the show notes so you can have them. Okay. So my first thought that I love is that being a mom is a relationship, not a job. I oftentimes say like motherhood is a relationship, not a job. And when we think about being in a relationship, it is a very different experience than looking at our children as our job or our work. Number two, misbehavior is not an emergency. This is that thought that I always use when I'm feeling really stressed and I want to like, you know, react or respond or, you know, I get that impulse because of this, something's happened in my environment and I want to respond to it immediately. And this thought, misbehavior is not an emergency, reminds me that I can call my stress response. Number three, you always have permission to pause. This has been a key for me and it is a key for every one of the parents I work with that I can stop and pause and reset myself at any time. Those are like my top three right there. Number four, be comfortable with your child's discomfort. This is a big one. It's really about knowing that all emotion is okay and that your children are going to have a bunch of feelings. And the more comfortable you are when your children are uncomfortable, the easier it will be for you to parent them. I love to say that. Be comfortable with your child's discomfort. So think about that this week. Number five, parent the kid in front of you, not the one you wish you had or the one you're afraid they'll become. Now, this is really helpful because the kid in front of you is just one moment in time. They're struggling with whatever they're doing or they're feeling or the situation that they're in. And if you parent that kid, you're going to be able to help them a lot. But if you start looking at your kid and wishing they were different or wishing they were more like your best friend's kid or thinking like other kids are easier, you're going to not be able to show up for your child right then because you're going to be thinking like kind of resentful about how they are acting. Also, parent the kid in front of you, not the one you're afraid they'll become. A lot of times we look at a kid's behavior and we send it into the future and we do all this worst case scenario thinking. You end up over-parenting or hyper-parenting because you're like afraid that if you don't change it, fix it, change it, stop it, solve it right then, your kid's going to like become the most selfish, greedy, horrible human in the whole history of humanity. And you're not actually parenting the little kid in front of you right now who needs to learn a new tool or skill. So that's number five. Number six, you guys know, I say this all the time, feelings drive behavior. And that behavior is a strategy to cope or communicate with feelings. Everything you see in the world, all the behavior is coming because someone has an emotion, because someone has a feeling, and they're either communicating that feeling or coping with that feeling. Their behavior is an expression of those emotions. So feelings drive behavior. It's one of my top 10. Number seven, big feelings are okay. 
They are temporary. I have to think this often, even now, even with teenagers, because, but especially when they are real little, because their big feelings are really big. They feel all of their emotions very intensely. Because for some kids, they're like, just kind of like, whoa, this is all new. I never felt this level of sadness before. And it feels really big to them. But the good news is that feelings are temporary. So big feelings are okay. Big feelings are temporary. That's number seven. Number eight, kids don't know what to do with big feelings. Like they literally don't know. Most adults hardly have any clue. But kids don't know. They don't know what to do with sadness, what to do with anger, what to do with loneliness, what to do with embarrassment, what to do with fear. It's hard to know what to do with big feelings. Most of the time you can just wait and they pass because they're temporary. But remembering like kids have no idea what to do with their feelings is one of my favorite things to think about. Number nine, kids make mistakes. (laughs) You guys, kids make mistakes. It's super normal and super good. We're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode around rescuing. Really believing kids make mistakes. That's just what it's like. Humans make mistakes. It's normal and it's actually good. (laughs) Number 10, you guys, this is the bad news, but it is a truth about parenting. Lectures don't improve behavior. They just don't. I like to say like, if lectures worked, I wouldn't have a job (laughs) because they just don't. They don't work. These are the tried and true rules to live by in parenting. If you practice these 10 things in your family, you will 100% have less yelling. You will have more listening. You will have more peace and you'll feel a lot more calm. And I promise it will not take 10 years to see these results. It's almost instant. So go back, listen to those 10 of my favorite observations about parenting and begin to internalize them into your parenting practice, even without any skills or tools or scripts or all the concepts, just believing those 10 things is going to change how you parent. All right. So as we wrap up this episode, I just want you to know that if you are struggling as a mom, like it's normal. It's kind of a strange relationship to be a mom and how to figure out how to like reach all those really idyllic goals that we have for our humans that we're raising and also managing your own emotions in the middle of like really intense behavior. It is challenging, but I want you to know that you don't have to do it alone. Like I'm here for you, whether you want to work one-on-one with me or you want to join my group program. I've been doing this a long time, 10 years. I've had lots and lots of clients, lots of success in helping people create peaceful homes for themselves. And I want that for you. And so you can just go to callmamacoaching.com. You can click that work with me button and you can book an appointment and I'll talk to you about my programs and I'll let you know what it is that I do and whether one-on-one is right for you or group is right for you. If you've been like, oh my God, she totally gets it. I need help. I want to talk to her. You can. I'd love to talk to you. So as we wrap up this episode, it's been an absolute delight for me to share some of these journal entries from way back for me and thinking about how far I've come as a coach and what I've learned. I just want to say thank you for listening and going along for the ride on this episode. More importantly, though, I want to thank you for trusting me. Whether you're new to my work, or you've been around since the beginning, since 2012, I'm really lucky to be your parenting coach. 
I feel today the same as I did in July of 2013 when I wrote, my parenting work is a joy. I love the work, the teaching and connecting with families and mostly mothers, such a joy. I wrote that with like several exclamation points because that is how it felt then. It is how it feels now. And I am just delighted to be able to share my story with you. I just want to say thank you for celebrating this milestone with me and cheers to 10 years and to decades more. All right. Have a great week. Hey, Mama, if you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so ready to get out of this chaos and create more peace in myself and in my family, then I want to invite you to join Calm Mama School. It's my lifetime membership program where you learn how to stop yelling and feeling overwhelmed by parenting, teach your kids how to manage all of their big feelings, and set limits that actually work. It's lifetime access for getting everything you need to have the family you want and become the mom that you're meant to be. No matter how old your kids are or how chaotic your family is right now, I can help you create peace and joy in your home. To join, go to calmmamacoaching.com and get instant access to my online course and start coming to weekly coaching calls this week. I can't wait to help you transform your family. See you there.